Hello, everybody, and welcome to the I Hate Matt Wall Poetry Podcast, where we talk about a bunch of stuff with me, Matt Wall, with the poetry you hate. <laughs> All right, so um, I'm trying to get as much stuff done today as possible. Um, I've been having a really hard time nailing all this shit. But there's been a bunch of things that have been coming up that I want to talk about. There are a lot of misconceptions and preconceived notions among certain types of poets. And I think the only way I can actually dig into this and have this make any fucking sense is to start at the beginning. Or at least the beginning of my train of thought. So, I was on the podcast Slee Ricketts as a guest um, I don't know if that episode is going to actually air or not. Um, I wouldn't blame them if they uh, put it in a shoebox and forgot about it. Um, but I really enjoyed my time there, and um, Matt and Cameron are fucking awesome, and I loved talking to them. I almost love talking with people who disagree with me more than people who agree with me. The conversation's better, I think. Um, we talked about a lot of things. And after all of this, and I was done talking to them, I um, poured a glass of wine and started listening to literary podcasts. Um, I listened to a couple of theirs. I listened to some others. And I have to listen to everything on two speed because I just don't have the fucking time. Okay? So I'm listening to a bunch of shit, drinking a bunch of wine, whatever. And then the next morning, um, a bunch of things happened. So, um, I was inspired and I wrote a little poem about it. So let me read it to you. Drank a couple six packs, two bottles of red, sat in the dark, chain smoking, listening to literary podcasts, chuckling quietly, remembering nothing. At some point I went to bed today woke up sore, hungover, back killing me, knee three times bigger, can't straighten, blood in the sheets, slash runs down the back of my leg, dried, crusty red over my foot. Left fist, crescent gash, middle finger, runs up over my knuckle. What the fuck did I do? How did this happen? Do I have a problem? Literary podcasts are obviously very dangerous. So that was the poem, and it's called Literary Podcasts. And it's kind of cute, and I sent it to them and was just like, whatever. But then I was thinking about it. And one of the things that we were talking about over the many, many things we were talking about was a poet's need to revise. Why is that? Where does that come from? Why do they have to do it? And my thing has always been, I just write the poem, and then that's the poem. And that was the moment captured in time. Okay? So, I was thinking about it, and I'm like, okay, so if a poet who likes to revise now wrote this poem, let me look at it as one of them would and see what I would change, if there's anything I would change. So I'm going through it, 
And there was one line that I was like, huh, would I change that line? The line is, chuckling quietly. And I'm like, is that the right word? Is that the right adverb? Is this the right thing to use right here? Should it be chuckling softly? And I'm like, I don't know. I was trying to chuckle quietly so I can hear the podcast over my chuckle. And quietly to me, and maybe I have the definition of this word wrong, but quietly to me sounds like the act of trying to be quiet or like bringing it down. But then would softly be the same thing? And then I'm like, well, softly doesn't like sound as strong as quietly. And so I'm sitting here doing this whole fucking thing in my head and going, is this what normal fucking educated poets go through? This is fucking horrendous. This doesn't have anything to do with my fucking poem. I'm debating a word. And so I thought to myself, if softly is the better word, which I don't think it is, but let's just say, if softly was the better word, I think I should still use quietly to teach me a fucking lesson. Like, fucking pick better words the first time, you dumb piece of shit. Like, if we keep, like, it's kind of like the whole thing where if you keep letting a kid get off the hook for doing something bad, they're not, they're never going to learn a lesson. So if all these poets go into writing a poem knowing that revision is the thing they're going to do, then what's the thing pushing them to do it right the first time? So I'm just like, this is garbage. Fuck it. Um, chuckling quietly it is. And that's how it's going to stay. So that was like the first little bit of this. But like trying to walk a mile in someone else's shoes felt important to me at that time. It felt like I would be a fucking hypocrite if I didn't at least look at it the way other people look at it. Because I'm sitting here trying to talk about, oh, you know, always have an open mind and blah, 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 blah. And so if I didn't try that, then I never would have been like, oh, that's fucking stupid. So now I tried it and I feel like it's fucking stupid. So that's just one thing. The other thing about revision is that I have heard many people over the last, I mean, few years, but especially over the last few weeks, talking about how important revision is. And the most important thing about poetry is revision. Revise, 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 revise. Okay? But I've also heard these same people talk about... Um, little writings they did work, doing stuff in workshops or whatever where they wrote a poem and then someone would say something along the lines of don't change anything in that poem that poem's perfect okay so if that poem's perfect and you must revise you have just backed yourself into a corner like what does one do at that point and I know that a lot of people would just go, oh, well, this is a silly argument. And, you know, like, if you did it right one time, like, you know, good for you, but you probably will never do that again. 
That's fucking bullshit. I don't believe that at all. Now, anyone from any 80s or 90s kids, you might understand this analogy. But if you ever saw the film Happy Gilmore, now you know that I just like up the class level of this podcast by bringing up Happy Gilmore when we're talking about poetry. Happy Gilmore, if you don't know, was a, um, a failed hockey player who ended up playing golf on accident, trying to get money to save his grandma's house. And it turns out he was really fucking good at it. Okay. But he didn't know the rules to golf. He didn't know what you're supposed to do. He like, there was a lot of things he didn't understand. And so he got himself a little trainer guy who was helping him and everyone, all the, or golf, uh, upper echelon fuckers hated him because he was like low brow and all this other shit. Well, one day when he was playing golf with these guys, he hit a fucking hole in one. And he said to his like coach guy, he's like, that's so much easier. I think I'm just going to try to do that every time now. Okay. So the fact that it is so much easier to just write a poem and then have that be the poem. Knowing that you can do it, why does one hang their hat on this idea that revision, revision, revision is the best thing about poetry or the most important thing about poetry? And so I was thinking about this too. And this takes me into another shitstorm full of stuff. I guess I'm going to have to tell you this whole fucking story just to fucking make a point. Okay, so here we go. So I was listening to another podcast, as one does, because apparently I'm only good for response videos. Like, I have, like, no original thought whatsoever. So I just sit around until somebody pisses me off, and then I'm like, I need to say something about this. Like, um, every fucking Karen in the fucking world, right? Okay, so... I was listening to this podcast, and here's the thing. When I do these things, I usually don't name anybody. Because a lot of the way I sound when I talk, people take as me attacking them. And I'm not trying to attack anybody, and I'm not trying to sick the dogs on motherfuckers. But the thing is, is that some people say stupid shit. And especially in the poetry world, for some reason, nobody calls anybody out on this shit. So when someone does get called out, it's like, oh my fucking God, what has happened? Okay. So to be fair to all the individuals involved, I'm not going to fucking name anybody. I'm not going to say what podcast. I'm not going to do any of this shit. Because honestly, maybe this person is a beautiful person inside. Stranger things have happened. So I'm listening to this podcast and they're talking about fucking Insta poetry. And I'm just like, Jesus fucking Christ, is this still a fucking thing that we need to fucking bitch about? But at the same time, I'm like, oh yeah, I don't like Insta poetry very much. So I should be like agreeing with everything that the people are going to say on the show. They start talking. And the first thing out of this chick's mouth is, you know, it's just... Um, disgusting. Okay, and I'm gonna, it's gonna be very clear who the fuck I'm talking about very soon here. This person actually wrote a fucking article about Insta poetry, and that's why they're on this show. 
So she writes this article about how fucking stupid Insta poetry is and all this other shit. And um, her first argument out of the gate was this, like, and I'm probably going to paraphrase here, and she didn't go on a cussing rant, but you know how I am. Basically, like, this stupid blonde fucking bimbo bitch fucking blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, whoa. Like, she's coming out swinging. And she's like, you know, it's just fucking gross because, like, you know, like, we need diverse voices. And um, they give this huge book deal to this fucking blonde chick, blonde white chick, who fucking has a huge following on Instagram. Like, what the fuck is that? And that's, that's the first part of this argument. Which, if alarm bells haven't gone off in your head yet, they, they should soon. So she's like, you know, the chick's like pretty, you know, she like has like pictures of herself on her Instagram. And this is all bothering this person for some reason. Okay. As they go. And then the other thing I was thinking about too, I'm like, Okay, so you're pissed off that this one chick's a white blonde chick, but the most famous insta-poet ever is that Rupee Coor chick, whose name I can never fucking pronounce, um, who I don't think is white, but that's okay. So, whatever. Um, and then she was saying that it fucking sucks because, you know, she has, like, the person who wrote the article, she has a degree in, like poetry or creative writing or something. And in fact, I think she said she had a doctorate in it, which is fucking crazy. And she's like, and I just think it's fucking bullshit that like, I'm supposed to learn how to fucking market myself. That's not what writing's about and all this other shit. And she was bitching about how much money this chick was making from poetry when she herself doesn't fucking make anything from poetry. So right off the bat, I'm like going, okay, so this chick is just like insecure and upset. Like there, there's nothing here. So I Googled her. She seems like an average um, Caucasian female. And so I was thinking, I'm like, okay, so you're pissed that you're a writer and another writer who you don't think is qualified got a huge book deal and you don't have that huge book deal. But your, your opening argument was that you were pissed off that she was blonde and white and taking a spot from somebody else. So my question to you is, if you were offered that book deal being a white woman, would that be okay? Because it seems like that was what your main bitch was. And unless you would say, no, I do not want that book deal. I want you to give it to this um, person of color um, because we don't have enough voices like that. Not that you have any control over who gets a book deal. But would you turn down a book deal because you're going to stick to your guns about diversity? Because if you're not, if you're going to take that book deal, your first argument's bullshit and has no fucking place. So for everyone out there who bitches about this stuff, okay, 
and it's mainly white female writers who bitch about this stuff. If you are not going to turn down a book deal, then shut the fuck up. Nobody wants to fucking hear from you. In fact, why are you even fucking writing in the first place? Why don't you become an agent and work to get diverse voices heard if it's that important to you? Which it's fucking not, obviously, or else you wouldn't be fucking writing. Do you understand what I'm saying? Your, your fucking shit is showing, and it's fucking disgusting. So quit being fucking stupid. Okay, next. They were saying how Insta-poetry isn't poetry because it's not good. And obviously, um, the whole nature of Instagram is um, quick gratification. So there can't be any revision. So it can't be good. This goes back to revision being bullshit. You do not need to fucking revise anything. If you are a good writer, if you are a disciplined writer, you should never have to fucking revise a goddamn thing. So now we have to decide where the fuck does this whole thing come from? This revision bullshit. Like where is, does this thought come from? And it comes from academia. Now, why the fuck would academia want you to continue to revise stuff? Because if you didn't continue to revise stuff, you would be writing more and more and more stuff. And if you were writing good stuff more and more, you would then be competition to the professors and academia. This whole revision bullshit... This is fucking oppression from a bunch of dead old white dudes to living old white dudes. Like, poets are so fucking insecure. Because there isn't a lot of money in poetry if you're a fucking idiot. Which, I'm going to say 98% of poets are. And if you don't like me saying that, hang out with the rest of this and hear me out. Because I'm just trying to fucking help you, okay? I'm not here to just call you an idiot because it makes me feel good. I'm calling you an idiot because you're acting like a fucking idiot. And I'm trying to fucking make you money, motherfucker. Okay, so listen. The academics want you to not be as good as them or else their job is in jeopardy. I don't know why this is so fucking hard to understand, dude. The way poetry kind of goes now, and if we go by Horace, who says, you write a poem, and then put it away for nine years, and then look at it, and if it's good, you publish it. That mindset cannot sustain itself, okay? I'm going to assume that way back then, um, the government was a lot more handouty with taking care of artists. Right now, they're not, Okay. So in order to be a successful artist of any kind, you also have to be able to manage your business as an artist. All of these fucking college educated fucking poets think that they just like create, they emanate fucking creativity and someone walking by will go, oh, what is all this creativity I'm standing in? Let me give you a million dollars and help you become a rich and famous artist. That doesn't fucking happen. 
It's never happened. So, like, it's so funny that, like, you have all of these highly educated people, but emotionally, they're fucking, like, in kindergarten. Pull your fucking head out of your ass. And all this shit about being mad when other people have success? If you get pissed off every time somebody gets a book deal, every time somebody makes a lot of money with their art, you will never achieve anything because you're putting out so much negative bullshit. That's not how fucking shit works. You, like, I'm not saying you need to fucking go buy everyone a car when they do something good. But as a poet, if you see poets making money, you should be going, fuck yes. There is a market. I can fucking do something with this. There is a chance for me. I'm going to push fucking harder. Instead of being fucking pissed off and calling some chick a blonde bimbo bitch. Like, what the fuck is that? Okay, so then moving on, we're going to come back to revising and shit here in a minute. But as this is going on, okay, the people were arguing, like, again, over the validity of Insta poetry. And the way I see it, and the way a lot of other people see it, is that it's a fucking gateway drug, okay? Like, somebody who's young reads a fucking fortune cookie type poem and feels good about themselves. Some little kid or teenager wants to fucking kill themselves one day because every teenager at one point thought about suicide. Let's just fucking be real right here. And then opens up Instagram and then sees a fucking Insta poem, Insta poem that says, you're worth it. Don't do the stupid thing or something like that. And it changes their life. These people said that would never happen because Insta poetry isn't good. And I think that people coming into poetry that way, just like with everything, when you come in to something, you want to explore more if you love something. If you're like, oh my God, I love doo-wop music. I'm going to fucking explore doo-wop music. And then through that, go into R&B and rock and roll and um, Chicago blues and just start going down all these roads because that's what you do when you're excited about something and you research something. So these people who fall in love with Insta poetry, eventually, as they get older, they're going to want more to eat, just like your palate. Like you might not have liked pesto when you were a kid. You might not have liked onions when you were a kid. But as you get older, your palate expands and you're like, "Ooh, I want these things in my mouth now. Same thing with fucking poetry. So they come in off of these ridiculous little affirmation poems. And now if they want to study poetry in a university, do you think they're going to be taught Insta poetry? Fucking of course not. They're going to be taught whatever the fuck these goddamn academics want to fucking teach them. But the point here is not that I'm bitching about what they're being going to be taught, but I'm nailing, I'm nailing the fact home that this is what gets people in the door. Once they're in the door, do you think... And Because the argument they made was that if people like Insta poetry, they'll be too stupid to read 
bigger forms of poetry. Now, again, this chick wrote a fucking article that a fucking magazine put out. Whether or not the magazine is, like, good or, like, um, I don't know, like, like, 100 degrees lower than BuzzFeed, I have no idea. But this article got out. This woman wrote this fucking thing. And she is just going off. So, um, with all of that said, this whole idea about revising and waiting to put out your book of poetry, like, I can't believe how many people I've heard talk say that, like, you know, they wait a few years or five years or ten years in between their releases. That just fucking blows my mind. So I was thinking about this and I'm like, okay, if I was trying to run a business, any business, if I only put out a product every two years or five years or 10 years, would I be able to remain relevant? And the obvious answer is no. So again, I'm like, why is this the norm? Why is this what people are taught? They're taught this to keep them down. They're taught this to fucking oppress them. Okay? I've been saying this in the Poetic Anarchy course since the fucking beginning. Content is king. If you are not putting out content consistently, no one will fucking know who the fuck you are. This isn't rocket science. Okay? So poets who are pissed that they have like a seven fucking year education that costs more money than a fucking planet and they're getting pissed that they can't make money as a poet. Well, the first thing is why the fuck did you get into poetry in the first place? Like, it's not like this shit wasn't painted on the walls from day one, but second, the reason why you fail at making money as a poet is because of the fucking entry level shit that you're told and you believe if you are not, why do Insta poets make money? Because every day they're posting at least one ridiculous little affirmation poem. They build their fucking fan base. Every time they post something, there are there's a chance for more eyes to see it. This is why Rupee has fucking like four million fucking followers. It's not because like her fucking poems are prophetic. It's constantly giving people stuff that they fucking want. Making it available as often as possible. Okay? Now, a lot of people talk shit on capitalism and all this other shit, but I don't even think this is capitalism because it's like, it depends on how you want to run your business. Like, your art is a business if you want it to be. If you want to work that shit job you have and just do this on the side because that's more pure, whatever, fucking do that. It's obviously not something that fucking, like, kills inside of you to make you fucking do shit. That's a whole other fucking thing. So this whole idea of being able to write quickly, huh? Um, type fast, everybody, and put content out. I'm like, why are educated people so, like, afraid of this? Like, what would be the thing here? And I'm sitting here thinking, and I'm like, well if all of these poets decided that they weren't going to revise anymore 
and they were just going to write whatever the fuck they wanted to write and put it out however they want to fucking put it out. The problem then becomes if they fail, they have no one to blame. Because at least right now, these academic types who only put out a poetry book every five years, if they fail, or if they don't even get their book out, like if their book doesn't get published, it's, well, I tried and I wasn't good enough. So the publishing houses didn't want me. What can I do? It's just, I'm not a blonde, beautiful girl, you know, whatever. I tried. If the magazines aren't publishing your poems, well, there's only so many magazines and there's only so many pages in a magazine. So I tried, you know, just, just couldn't do it, I guess, you know, but you know, gatekeepers, am I right? Am I right? So now if you're able to do it yourself and you fail, there's no one to fucking blame. You are to blame. There is no one to blame but yourself. And that is why poetry is the way it is right now. That is why revisions are a fucking thing right now. That is why academia is the way academia is right now. And that is why fucking Instapoets who don't have any fucking like fear of failure off of this shit are the only poets making fucking money right now. Okay? So... That's my bitch. That's my time. Um, Los Angeles is out now. Um, I have a bunch of stuff coming up next week. Um, my postcard for my Patreon members um, is the picture, the weird, crazy self-portrait of me with um, the poem about society on the back. Um, and I have two more of those. So if you want to get into where I send you a postcard of my artwork and my poems every month, go to my Patreon site at uh, patreon.com slash Matt Wall. Sign up for the Postcard Plus tier and you will get one of those every month. Um, as well as a bunch of other shit. Um, Poetic Anarchy um, is doing great. Um, lots of stuff coming up with that. Um, Blood Rag should be coming out soon. Um, and also, I'm going to be doing a Poetic Anarchy crash course um, at the Sims Poetry Library in Inglewood, California. It's a virtual thing. So if you want to sit in on like a couple hours and kind of get your feet wet with how I do shit and what I can do for you, um, go to the Sims Poetry Library's website um, and sign up for the class. It's free. So it's just the only thing you got to lose is time. So, um, yeah, hopefully you will join me for that. And I guess that's it. So um, if you have any questions or hate mail, send it to IHateMattWall at gmail.com. And um, for all other things, just go to IHateMattWall.com. So until next time, everybody, type hard, and I will see you later. I just want to give a quick thanks to those people who make these videos possible. Anarchy Crew and my followers on Patreon, I appreciate the hell out of you guys, and thank you so much for keeping me going to keep this content possible. You guys are awesome. And if you'd like to join the crew or the Anarchy Crew, just hit the join button beneath this video. And if you'd like to become a member of my Patreon, you can run over to the link down below to do that as well. Thank you.